Welcome to this, the thirdest ever episode of the Caravan Tour of Terror, where we journey around the world through the magic portal of horrific entertainment. As always, I'm joined by my map holder, the general dog's body, Ali. Say hello, Ali. Hello, Ali. Classic. This week, we're in sunny Wales, specifically Lanberis Touring Park, near the foot of the mighty Mount Snowdon in Snowdonia. Look around, Ali. Wow, it's snowy. <laughs> I don't actually think it is. No? <laughs> it's oh. dramatic, sure. It Maybe dramatic. the peaks are snowy, I'm not actually sure. <laughs> You've already raised a question. Why is it called Snowdon? Why is the place called Snowdonia? Let's go with it's snowy. Yeah. yeah. Why are it's we really here? Snowy. Why are we here? Uh, we're here because... No, you don't know why we're here. Why are we here? This is near the Glen Ronwy Quarries. Now, just a slight note. If I say anything, if I mispronounce Welsh words, I'm sorry, but I don't know. So this is near the Glen Ronwy Quarries, which is the filming location for Michael Mann's Slightly Bonkers. Is that fair to say? Slightly Bonkers. <laughs> 1983 gothic horror film, The Keep. Now, for the first time, we're visiting a place that masqueraded as another location in the actual film. So, the keep's not actually set in Wales. The intimidating stone walls of the quarries were standing in for the Carpathian Alps in Romania. Okay, so that's our setting. Ali, can I ask you to summarize this movie's plot and say, jolly good luck doing so. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, this one was not as easy as... uh... I fucking Let's bet say it the wasn't. Last, the last few ones to have a <laughs> clear idea of what the movie was about, because even as I was watching it, I hadn't a fucking clue. Well, we demand a succinct plot summary. Uh, we want it to be intelligible and we want it to be efficient. Go! Okie doke. <laughs> so, the movie's set during the Second World War just following the German invasion of the Soviet Union. A Nazi platoon comes to a citadel in Romania. Um, Weirdly, I actually have no idea what the town's called. Do they ever name the town? (laughs) I don't think they do. Uh, So unnamed unnamed citadel. I can't remember if they do either. I I think they think they they name the... They're guarding the Dinu Mountain Pass. Yes, yeah, they're, the, they're, they're guarding the Dinu Mountain yeah, Pass. Yeah, I don't know if the town ever gets the honour of a name in the film that I watch. <laughs> the film that you watch? Uh, yeah, that, that is actually <laughs> an important point, which I'll come to later. Yes. So, this citadel is uh, very special to the people of this town, and it is protected by a local religious figure don't really know if he's priest priest specifically yeah i don't know if he's what, what denomination he is i think he's I'm a just priest say religious oh, okay, sure. fine. i think you um, see crucifixes later in that brief shot of i'm sorry okay i'm i'm leading us astray i think he's a priest. you are so the local religious figure is objects to the the nazis taking over this citadel uh, claiming that no one should go in it, you know, it's it's for the safety of everyone. But they're Nazis; they don't give a shit. They're going to do what they want. They're very so, greedy Nazis. They're very greedy Nazis. So, uh, led by Captain Vorman, uh, they take over the citadel. And Captain Vorman is actually not as 
plundery and no, Cap- as Captain, his... Yeah, Captain Vorman is Jürgen Prochnow. Um, yeah, I don't think you've seen Das Boot, but in Das Boot, he was kind of a similar character. He's like a German army man who's not actually a Nazi, but he's fighting for the... Uh, well, the Germans in World War Two. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah. and he, that comes into it a bit later. But yeah, he's he's actually he's kind of one of the he's one of the heroes, really. So, no, well, <laughs> well, let's just let's just put him as one of the less bad Nazis. It's nice the Gabriel Byrne, Jesus. Hold the phone. <laughs> you can't just throw in that Gabriel Byrne comes in as a Nazi. <laughs> so during the night. Several soldiers are killed, which the initial uh, the initial horror this initial horror moment of this of these soldiers being killed. The music in it is so off. Hey, it's Tangerine it's Dream. Made, we were again another point we'll get to later. <laughs> but at the, like the music in this scene just seems so out of place. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not saying that it does in every single moment of this movie, but especially in this first initial horror moment. Yeah. It's just this weird synth pop song. Yeah. Oh, beautiful. Well, yeah. So not knowing why the soldiers are being slayed, assuming that it is the local townspeople. Um, yeah, partisans. Of, which I, yeah. I, I'm actually, I'm a bit ignorant, but I'm assuming resistance to the German army, so... Yeah. So because of these deaths, Sturmbannführer, <laughs> uh, Gabriel Byrne, <laughs> yeah, is sent to keep the situation under control. Uh, well, he does by more any than that. Necessary. <laughs> yeah. Comes in and just lines them against the wall and shoots them. Yep. Yep. Pretty pretty common practice for them Nazis. And um, Jürgen Prochnow's character is like, don't do that. Yeah, There's he's no like, no. here. He sticks up for them. Because he's yeah, a good, because he he's a hero. <laughs> mm. Mm. Yeah, so villagers are rounded up by Gabriel. And another odd scene where it's so quiet when these people are being rounded up and murdered. Yeah. No one seems to react to anything. The, I think the audio job on this is... film is famously really bad. Because <laughs> We'll get to all that. Uh-huh. <laughs> so some of the foot soldiers... Uh, start looting the citadel um at which point the uh local uh father for father Fonescu, as yep. he's, is his actual name i should probably just stop calling him the religious figure <laughs> uh father Fonescu uh appeals to the insane nazi gabriel Byrne yep. that you know these shouldn't be destroyed these shouldn't be taken like you know you, you shouldn't be removing anything of value or blah 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 from the citadel and to be fair gabriel Byrne listens i don't know why he <laughs> listens but he's like yeah you fuckers stop looting this citadel yeah we should say that uh the soldiers are all drawn in by the citadel's got loads of little they're nickel crucifix well they're not crucifixes there's almost crosses. Cro- almost crosses yeah but the top's kind of cut off so it's more like a t-shape with a little dome on top but then yeah. uh soldiers find one that's silver and they get killed blah 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 blah, blah. but yeah that's why they're like oh there's probably more gold inside they're, they're, they're obsessed with not gold there's more silver they're obsessed with finding silver in this place yeah they really are and it is very much a case of like father finescu says don't touch the crosses next scene they touch the crosses <laughs> 
So, unsurprisingly, touching the crosses leads to some bad stuff. Yeah. And this is where the movie goes from being a Nazi movie in Romania to what the fuck is happening <laughs> as a strange, evil, let's say, gas for the moment. Yeah, yeah, he's definitely ga- gaseous at first, yeah. yeah. Gaseous, yes. Uh, a gaseous entity. <laughs> Is um, released. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Awoken. Awoken is a good Six one half does the other. I think we're both right. At which point we cut to Scott Glenn sitting up, bolt right in bed with glowing eyes. Oh, yeah. Just hard cut. And then hard cut and then cuts away. Yeah, (laughs) there's some weird particle effects like down near his crotch thigh area that just kind of wisps out of existence. That's it. That's cool. Mysterious messages um, start getting like plastered across the walls uh, of the Citadel. And... Yeah, graffiti, but in an unknown <laughs> language. <laughs> yeah, I, I I like the idea of like a a gaseous entity just graffitiing a place. Yeah, it's basically the equivalent of Down with Thatcher, but it's just get out, <laughs> yeah. just go away. But in an old language that no one knows, but the priests... Not no one. Yeah, okay, yeah, not no one, we, but no we one are... <laughs> close, no one nearby. But the priest knows no it's one something nearby. like that. Yeah, the, and the priest knows of one man, one man, who might be able to decipher this, this mysterious message. And that man is Romanian Jew Ian McKellen. <laughs> Looking old, which looking, I find really yeah, weird. Looking, <laughs> looking, looking like really... he, looking kind of like he does now, <laughs> but yeah. forty years um, ago. But there's a reason for that. But at the first, I was like, "Huh." I was kind of looking forward to seeing young Ian McKellen. <laughs> Just looks exactly the nope. same. That yeah, sounds really exactly does. the same, pretty much. Um, <laughs> we'll get into that part. Yeah. But yeah, so we we go to the concentration camp where Professor Kuza, uh, Ian McKellen, is being kept along with his daughter, Eva. You don't see much of that camp. No, you don't. It just seems like a bunch of sad people sitting on it's, benches, and uh, I'm pretty sure that's not what concentration camps <laughs> yeah, were. in a studio lot. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so they bring him in. Uh, he says, well, you're going to bring my daughter if you're bringing me. Um, and the so Nazis they... say, okay, I guess we will. <laughs> oh, darn. <laughs> How You've about we us... fucking shoot her if you don't come with us now? Yeah. You've got us over a barrel. <laughs> so yeah, they, 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 bring him, they bring him to the Citadel. They get him to start working on deciphering this, on translating this. Yeah. While this is happening, uh, his daughter, Eva, who is just kind of about the Citadel. Yeah, she's wandering around. Yeah. Getting, getting lunch. Yeah. Uh, and she gets assaulted by two Einsatzkommandos, uh, two members of Gabriel Burns' unit. Yeah. At which point the gaseous entity decides to step in. Yeah. Fucking brilliant. Floating red eyes and head with loads of just smoke, but... That hates Nazis. Yeah, but... That hates Nazis. The effects (laughs) kind of played in reverse, so it looks like the gas is going into... I don't know. It, It looks peculiar as does much of this movie <laughs> so uh the the gaseous entity um blows their fucking heads up yes yeah that's a good way <laughs> I, to put it that's... it blows their fucking heads up and then goes to professor kuza and cures him of his disease yeah that makes him look like a slightly 
Are you McKellen? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it turns out that he had a disease, that, um, a skin disease. And then when he's healed by uh, the, the entity, he kind of becomes a bit younger looking, but he's still got the really baggy eyes, so he still looks quite old. Yeah, he does look... <laughs> well, I, I think he is meant to be an old, like... Yeah, so he's... An old dude. So I, I, get, I kind of get yeah, it, yeah. 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 And it's really weird because his, his accent goes from... I feel that when he's under the effects of his disease, his Romanian accent sounds like a gruff American. He's de- he's definitely doing yeah he's doing gruffer because he's ill. I don't know. <laughs> it doesn't and really then make when much he's sense. then when he's cured, he's been rejuvenated it, and his voice is younger, but still not Romanian. No, Lord no. I mean, honestly, sometimes no. it was just Gandalf. <laughs> honestly, honestly, and that's that's not his accent either. Though I don't think that's his impression of J.R.R. Tolkien's accent but for some reason I just heard Gandalf half the time honestly so the professor is obviously delighted at both his daughter being saved and him no longer having a disease and begins to work with the entity uh yeah yeah to be named Molasar Molasar yeah Radu Molasar his daughter I don't think it's actually Radu in the film I think it's only ever Molasar in the film that we watched but uh does his daughter not confront him and say how I don't know how could you be help? I said his daughter how could you be helping this monster? And he's like the real monsters, you know Gabriel yeah, Byrne so and all those lads. Exactly. So he he begins to uh, work with the monster, trying to get these talismans to be removed from the keep and that to allow Molasar to escape. Yeah. And yeah, the said, the crosses. Yeah. Oh no! Wait, no. The cr- wait. The crosses do keep him in. But then there's a specific there's other a spe- thing. Is, yes, there's a so, yeah, specific there's a specific, specific yeah, yeah, talisman yeah, 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 that yeah. will will if it gets removed, he, the Molasar can yeah, escape. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, yeah. So Scott Glenn, after having a very weird morning uh, with his <laughs> particle penis and glowing eyes, he senses Molasar's presence and heads to. Heads to near the Romanian village. I don't know if it's in the Romanian village. I think it is, but it's, he doesn't go near the Citadel at first. Yeah, exactly. Because it just seems this little B&B he stays yeah, in. Yeah, exactly. That looks nothing like anything else in the movie. <laughs> and we also find his name is Glaken. Glaken. What a name. Full name? Um, I don't think it's mentioned in the movie. I don't think it's mentioned, but his full name is Glaken Trismegistus. Yes. <laughs> oh, oh man. Um, Describe Scott Glenn's accent. I'd rather not, to be honest. <laughs> I think it's just Scott Glenn's it's, accent. It is. It's just Scott Glenn. Howdy, y'all. <laughs> My yeah. name's Glaken Trismegistus, and I'm Romanian. <laughs> I think uh I think I don't that, I don't think he's actually meant to be Romanian. No, I think he's just meant to be Yeah, the location where he you see him right it's pretty badass. He rides off in a motorcycle after he, you see him waking up and stuff. I think that's Greece. I don't know if it's standing in for a specific place or if it's just Greece, Greece. anyway. Do you know what I mean? But I think it was filmed in Greece. Eva is taken to <laughs> this and this is the bit where I started really losing Ava instantly the... falls in love with him. <laughs> no, First of all, why did they get? Why did they meet? Why did they ever meet? Like it just seems like they're just thrown into a room together. Oh yeah, yeah. She wants a room in the B and B. Probably uh-huh. she's just been almost raped by soldiers, so she doesn't want to stay there anymore. And he wants a room, and he's like, 
Is this the only room? No, I'm not going to the accent anymore. <laughs> yeah, please. Is this the... <laughs> it's terrible. Is this the only room that overlooks the Citadel? And the innkeeper's like, yep, but she's got it. And he's like, fuck her, I've got it now. But then... No, he, he, no, he, he does say fuck her. Yeah. Because immediately <laughs> the two meet and they just... She just falls in love with him. Yeah, the first thing, yeah, the first thing he does is he's rude and he's like, "I'm staying here regardless." And then, yeah, she, she's, she's like, "Okay, <laughs> I'm in love with him." And his weird eyes, which are contact lenses, to make make them look really weirdly blue. Yeah. yeah. So they, <laughs> I mean, they just they go for it. Yeah, um, yeah we yep. go for it. Yep. Uh, there's a important moment in the bedroom with the mirror. Yeah, go on. Where I just wondered, I didn't know. I can't remember how telegraphed it is or if I just noticed it. Because <laughs> I was, it's quite a hard film to pay attention to when it stops trying to make sense. But uh, where she's like cuddling up to him and then in the mirror, he has no reflection. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah yes. I remember that. Yes. Yeah, that, that's, yeah, why yeah. I, that's why I wrote, yeah. um, what is it? Scott Glenn is a vampire. <laughs> yes. Which he is, but we'll get into that. Yeah, exactly. So Molossar's working with the professor. The Nazis are just kind of doing their thing. And Glaken and Eva are having sex. Pretty much, yeah. This is this is where we, that, that's probably this the is, last that's act, moment. That's act two, I'd say. Pretty much. Yeah. And that, that that is pretty much the last moment where anything makes sense in this movie. Also, I do love the fact that she's like, I want to be taken away from this citadel. I want to be removed and put somewhere safer. The the B&B they're staying at is literally like 30 <laughs> steps from the citadel. I honestly thought she was taken so far away and then it cuts to the outside and literally you can see them door to door. <laughs> so um, the professor is not happy with Glaken because one, he fucked his daughter. Yeah. And two, he's trying to fuck with his new demon friend. Yeah. So he's trying to have the stranger stopped. And meanwhile, uh, Jurgen Prochnow and Gabriel Byrne are clashing. Jurgen Prochnow. Jurgen Prochnow he's is not, very yeah, much he's... a. He is a very much a just following orders Nazi. So Jurgen Prochnow. Um, goes on this tirade um and he you know admonishes uh gabriel byrne for the you know the really sadistic crimes that he does across the, the war and uh he denounces the nazis and he and in a very very let's just say the metaphor out loud he's like the monster is the reflection of our evil <laughs> um and gabriel byrne's like killed cool. And kills him. Yeah, just <laughs> yeah, yeah, stabs him. Yeah, so, yeah. Don't, 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 I think I had to watch that twice because I was like, wait, what? He's just dead. Oh, yeah, he's just dead. <laughs> he's just dead. He's just dead. Oh, but this is really confusing because then Gabriel Byrne goes outside and everyone's dead. And then everyone's I was, dead. I was really like, have I? Did I nope. just have a micro nap? I, I, that's why <laughs> I put it back because I was like, yeah. fuck, I've missed something. I've missed a battle here. Nope, nope, you haven't. Uh, he just walks out and finds that Molossar's been on a little rampage. Yeah. The, the, the audience didn't need to see that. <laughs> no, why would you want to see that? Why would I want to see that monster run amok? It sounds boring. Well, I think they blew all their budget on the two guys with their heads exploding. <laughs> Professor, Professor McKellen um, <laughs> yes. takes the talisman at this point to remove it from the keep. 
At which point, I can't remember how, I just have it written down, is that uh, Gabriel Byrne is killed. Because, yeah, the, the entire, like, citadel in town after for Gabriel Byrne comes out yeah. is, like, I was going to say, like a war zone. <laughs> yeah, well, it kind of is. He just gets... Yeah. He get he just gets Molsar, doesn't he? He gets uh, yeah, yeah, coloured gets... lightning, I think. Uh, you know, he, he gets yeah. It's kind of anticlimactic. It's just like ambiguous <laughs> power. They don't they don't do, they don't do the head burst again. No, which, no, which is a bit of shit. It's Gabriel Byrne. You don't remove Gabriel Byrne's head. <laughs> so Eva, with her newfound love, Scott Glenn Glaken. <laughs> uh, I remember Glaken s- Trismegistus. Yeah. Don't worry about that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, she attempts to have. To, to stop her father from removing this talisman, you know, she she understands that he's been taken in by its power and the kind of helplessness of his situation. Oh yeah, we should say Molisar, Molisar is kind of solidified by this point into a badass looking big huge yeah, thing. Yeah, so as... At, big hulking thing. At, uh, yeah, as the movie moves along and he kills more and more things, he gets more and more yeah. corporeal up to this point where... Kuza eventually says, no, I'm not going to remove the talisman. And Molisar, uh, Molisar tries to get uh, the professor to kill his daughter. Yeah, yeah. To, Aye, that's when he's like, no! Because she's trying to protect... <laughs> yes, and that is when he is full... Uh, like, that, I know you felt that you got a lot of Ian McKellen voice out of it. That is the only point where I was like, oh, Ian McKellen's here. <laughs> no! And for his treachery, uh, Molisar returns Ian McKellen back to his diseased yeah, diseased yeah, state. Yeah. But don't worry, because Glaken's here <laughs> to confront Molisar. Where the fuck were you? <laughs> Molisar has been killing lots of us. Expe- ah, they were only Nazis. Breakfast, breakfast is included in the bed and breakfast. <laughs> and what proceeds is... Not a battle. No. <laughs> it is not a battle. Yeah. Yeah. Like, honestly, they build this up like it's going to be this huge, like, epic lights and lightning battle. Nah, just... Glaken turns into light. It, it, well, he's got he's got a stick, uh-huh. and the talisman goes into the stick, and then the sides of the uh-huh. talisman fold down, and it looks really sci-fi at that point. And then it really looks sci-fi. Shoots him with a stick, right? And then kind of yep. fucks him back. And then he, yeah, as you say, he turns into light and just becomes a wall, and basically. And then, and, and then <laughs> no, Molisar's... and then it's got the best bit. Because, oh, right, two things we forgot to mention. And <laughs> you can forgive us. Number one, at the same, just before all the Nazis die, there's a shot of... Uh, who is it? It's Eva goes to the the father thingies. What's his name? For Fornescu. For Fornescu. Yeah, goes to his. I don't know if it's his church or his house. Opened the door and he's like killed a dog and is eating it or something. It's a really brief shot, but it's it's but basically all the villagers are supposed to have gone kind of mad. So yeah, that the only sense you get of that is literally uh, not even ten second shot of like I had to rewind it of like blood and maybe a dead furry animal. So that's that's brilliant. Love that bit. And then right at the oh, end, yeah. what do we have? Freeze frame on Eva's face as she looks back. Ah, oh, did the yeah. title? Ah, re- oh, I was like, yeah. yeah so it's, <laughs> it's the yeah, cheesiest I, shit ever. 
they're kind of under Molossar's influence, the village the village people. Well, yeah, um, allegedly. I mean, I had to plot allegedly. summary this because I didn't have a clue what the fuck that... On it, that, that priest shot, I was like, what? <laughs> I, I, that, I was really lost there. I had to read up ahead of, like, after the fact, what was going on there exactly. I'm not going to lie to you, Donald. I had to use my own notes in, like, three different... <laughs> like summaries of this movie to get <laughs> an idea of what was happening most of the time um so yeah glaken seals molasar back away and the villagers sacrificing himself l- in the process i don't know does well, he, 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 he <laughs> in in the cut of the film that we watched yes but we'll get onto that well, well I, I don't know if he necessarily sacrifices himself he just turns into light I don't know what the limit of his powers is. He might be a god and might just be back well, on his tr- motorcycle. <laughs> true, true, true. It's definitely a downer ending. <laughs> downer movie. Um, and yeah, uh, I, the villagers escort Eva and Professor Kuza away and Eva freeze frame. looks back and freeze frame to end the Tangerine movie. dream. Tangerine fucking dream. Yeah. And that's the end of the movie, which I've got to say is probably the quickest uh, summary we've had so far. But fuck me, that's... It's a short... It's not a long movie. It's not. 90 minutes. Aye. So, right. Where do you want to start? <laughs> well, I'll talk... So, the main set of the film uh, was built in a disused quarry near where we are. <laughs> in uh-huh. Glen Ro- Ronway Slate Quarry uh, in North Wales. So... That was actually a bit of an ordeal for the production law ways. They had to clear it out because it was disused. So it was, you know, kind of in ruins. The bo- uh, not in ruins, it was kind of like full of rubble and shit at the bottom. And then some of the stonework you see is like caverns, the actual natural caverns. Then obviously they built the village huts and stuff and they built the facade. And the, the wooden bridge that goes into the citadel is still there to this day apparently. Although I think most of the quarry is now... I mean, nature's reclaimed it, so you'd have to have a little mountaineering expedition to go down there and get it. But yeah, the location was shit because it, it rained a lot, mm-hmm. which meant that it was just troublesome to film in those conditions. They managed to find some unexploded World War II ordnance that had been buried in the quarry after the war, <laughs> which they had to get people in to, uh, to remove uh, safely. The cast and crew had to be lowered in, work all day, and then come up. So when it was raining and cold, that was shit anyway. Ian McKellen had to make wear all that makeup to make himself look older. And for various production reasons, they didn't really know what was going on day to day. So for 12 straight days, he spent five hours in makeup and then he was never called to work. Oh my God. <laughs> and I think he horrible. might be lowered in five hours of makeup just to hang around. So I think he was sent home because they thought he was actually going to break. <laughs> When you look at the makeup, it's all right, but it's not exactly like bloody no, I don't know, it, mask it, it, or something. It's no, it's just a bit of makeup. Quite to, subtle, yeah. Like yeah, I mean, I looked uh, at this like a, a bit of the production <laughs> filming. <laughs> filming right, wait, bit... wait, wait. We'll get onto that. Right, we'll get onto that. I think we should first of all. I think mm-hmm. we should say, did we like it? <laughs> Fuck no. <laughs> like I, I quite liked it. Are you actually kidding? Are you actually kidding me? Well, you're going to be annoyed with me because I think it's got... If you say charm, if you say charm, I'll kill you. No, 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 no. What I'm going to say is you should... People should... I think everyone should watch this movie, but they should watch it 
before after reading up about it because it was honestly the most interesting film to read up about after we'd watched it and even kind of, well and kind of before because and during because i had to <laughs> wonder what the hell is going on but i mean it's it is a world-class director michael mann mm-hmm. michael mann directed such films as heat and manhunter collateral Mammy vice tv and he did that tv show uh yeah collateral one of your favorite movies right you love that movie i love that movie he yeah so it's him and i mean he'd had uh, a good really good film before this and really good work after this so it's it's just the most interesting like I, there should be a book written about what the hell happened with this movie so much went wrong so much fucking went wrong and also he was kind of going totally mental as well which we'll get into later but i honestly think that it's just i would i think everyone should watch this it's so fucking interestingly weird it really is i like the like everything that went wrong and the ideas that are strange it's all so strange and off kilter and just kind of tilted slightly the music is good but weird for this film the casting is really interesting looking back at it because you've got some uh, incredible actors yeah i mean scott glenn the scott glenn filmed this right after filming the right stuff which i love it's yeah. a great film about the space race. It's brilliant. Like, it's probably his most well-known best role. And then he filmed this shit, I think, the same year. <laughs> With the fake contact lenses yeah. and <laughs> Glake and Trismegistus. Uh, I think the monster's interesting. I, I don't know. Like, uh, I think some people don't like the way it looks. I do kind of like the way it looks. Like, I, I was drawn to watching this movie because I saw a picture of the monster in its final form. With the like the big huge thing, the glowing eyes. I thought, oh, that, that is so weirdly cool. So I thought it's we it's honestly this movie is based on a book. Yeah. So uh, for me, which we've not I, read. <laughs> no, of course not. I'm fucking. I like. I'm more interested in reading the book than ever seeing this movie again. I would. I would watch a documentary about this. I would read like fucking journals on this movie. But I would. I honestly so, would be like fucking don't watch this movie the, there is problems watching it as well in that it's not been picked up for dvd release so i found a okay version on prime but it was i think it was four by three but it was a widescreen print I, I don't know what they've done with it it looks like it might have been vhs or maybe a video cd or something at some point i don't know so it's not easy to watch and it's not easy to watch with any kind of clarity to it but i don't know it's it's just would i watch it again no but am i glad i watched it yeah it's not funny bad uh, it definitely it's definitely not the kind of film that you invite friends around and laugh at it it's not funny oh yeah absolutely <laughs> it's, it's... it's got bad of course it's got loads of bad bits and it's overall not good <laughs> but i still it's just got a certain quality maybe yeah, it's because it's... it's too fucking weird for its, it's own fascinating good. i will give you that that it is there you go so you like it no <laughs> There's no, no, plenty no, no. of movies you don't find fascinating can, <laughs> that are uh, <laughs> better than this. Can I just point out that the only two movies I've seen Jurgen Frock now in are this and Dune. <laughs> that is a sin. Isn't Jesus it? Jesus Christ. One of the like best actors in the world. Oh, but no, God. I'm just like, let's watch the shittest movies he's in. Oh, Jesus. It's probably... Now, Dune's interesting because... I'm kind of glad I watched June as well, even though. Me it's too. Crap. No, again, like that's like that one. I will say, like that one is just. I mean, after watching June, I turned to you and said, "That is one of the worst movies I've ever seen on every level." <laughs> and I stand seen by this. that. And I hadn't seen this. <laughs> but see, it's. Uh, 
it's just it's hard to describe. It's it could have been so good, and it's like they just dropped the ball all over the place enough to fuck it up. Oh like, yeah, they had Tangerine Dream who've done shit. I mean, they've done a lot of work, but the score is good. But for this movie, no, it's weird. And then the acting talent is really good for this movie. No, it's weird. Uh, it's just. I Can know. I just say? I, I do not think Ian McKellen is good in this movie. At all. <laughs> I think he is absolutely fucking garbage in this movie. I I was trying so hard to be like, no, it's Ian McKellen. He is good. He is a great actor. Obviously, it's like, no, I couldn't. Like, by the end of the movie, I was just like, nah, 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 that's, he really doesn't try. But, but he doesn't <laughs> at all, and I feel that I feel that's partly the character. Well, yeah, Glaken is a, definitely... a supposed to be otherworldly, stoic, mysterious, but slapping some contact lenses on Scott Glenn and letting him just read the lines out it just doesn't work at all. Totally, absolutely. <laughs> I just, oh, just Ian McKellen's just so fucking bad. I honestly, I didn't. Even, I'm pretty sure after. 15 minutes i turned off a lot of my <laughs> more more uh discerning parts of my brain and we're just like let's just try let's just enjoy this for what it is kind of thing and see i really like some of the the most are effects in general a lot some of them are really shit but i, I just kind of like them i don't I know mean, I don't, again it, has, it was made in 1983 um which i think even for the time it was probably yeah, not, not brilliant see if this had a proper a proper blu-ray release i think it would cleaning up the image make it look a lot better and having it in the original aspect ratio this was like two thirty-five to one so this is like super widescreen yeah <laughs> and you can't fucking see any of it because it's not been released properly <laughs> like oh I, I see if this was released on blu-ray and if this was released director's cut i'd watch it again either either way <laughs> so you know and I'd be, and I'd really look forward to doing that because then I could be like, "What the hell happened to this thing?" <laughs> but so yeah. yeah, my my review is, it's not good, no, but it's definitely worth watching if you're interested in how films are made. I think I'm going to go with that because I'm interested. Yeah, I'm not it's... like massive. I'm not a fucking film student. I'm not massively interested in how films are made, but you know, it's fun to read. Especially stories of troubled productions is really fun to read. Yeah, I mean, this movie cost around $6 million to make, and I could not figure out where that budget went apart from Molossar. <laughs> like, it looks really low budget. See, but I think that part of that is, I think, the the picture quality that's available. That could I be. Think it, that, is, that is fair. That could be. I think, um, it, I th- I think they were going with... The village is quite pale colours and it's quite light outside. And then the citadel is always really dark and moody and kind of blue-black and misty. So, And I think that the village looks really bad now because it's quite a low-quality image. I think it makes it look really televisual. But I think that's because all we've got is low-quality like tapes that yeah. have then been... See, this is why I'd really want to see a Blu-ray cut. Just to see. I'd really want to. I'll buy it. <laughs> I'll spend my good hard money on it. <laughs> Apparently you will. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's just it. it I feel the heart earned money. I should have said. <laughs> just throughout watching this movie, I it's it, it for me. It was poorly lit. It like it does not yep. use its sets well. The yep. cinematography <laughs> is all over the place. Yeah, 
<laughs> you're not gonna get any arguments out of it. I know that's the weirdest part. Um, like both in terms of like you've got the a lot of the shots just it honestly looks like they're they're just shooting against a brick wall. And I know like I know that obviously it's caverns and blah 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 blah, but literally just looks like they're shooting against rock rather than in these caverns and rooms. Yeah. And, I mean, there might be sound stages, but I, I honestly think yeah, that if the we entire had the proper thing aspect, looks... if we had the proper aspect ratio, it might help that because you mu- you're missing a lot of the mm-hmm. edge of the screen there. Yeah, because I, I I looked at this movie and was like, this just looks like it's on a stage, like a, a yeah. fucking Hollywood production lot that they've just built up. Um, Some of it was, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, original production lasted 13 weeks and reshoots. Yeah, yeah. Lasted another nine. So, yeah, there was probably the, some. I think if the transfer was better, you'd be able to... It was hard for me to really follow. I bet you could follow it better if you had a better transfer. Of If you had, like, better visual and audio quality, you could be able to pick out those moments as well. Of, all right, this was reshot. Oh, this was late. You know, this was yeah. at the time. But it all looks really trash, so it's hard to fucking yep. know. And also, I did not like anyone in this movie. Any Anyone. What? I, right, I, what the fuck is wrong with Jürgen Prochnow? He denounces the Nazis, and he tries to defend the villagers, and he says to Gabriel Byrne, you, you know, we're evil, we're on the wrong side of this, all that shit. What, what's he done that's wrong? And he gets killed for it. You know, he's trying to stand up for them. Yeah, yeah, I suppose. Yeah, see, there you go. So you're, now you're on my side. What, that this is a movie people should watch? Absolutely not. <laughs> um, yeah, I, at one point I wrote... I, I don't know who to root for. The demon, maybe? See, but not I the was, Nazis. I had to write that. I was, <laughs> not yeah, Nazis. I was, was going to say, uh, we didn't mention it, but Molossar, um, he when he talks to Ian McKellen, first of all, he's like asking him, like, well, you know, like, what year is this? What the hell's going on? And then Professor Kuza is explaining, you know, Nazis and stuff. And Mossar is like, what to my people? So he he's like at this he's kind of portrayed as like a, a defender of uh well kind of the uh, yeah, Romania I guess Romania I guess uh, well it's not Romania village, actually or this... it's 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 actually Wallachia isn't it because ugh, we may as well just mention it so it's kind of like a weird vampire thing because Glaken's not got a reflection and he's hinted at being immortal and then uh, Mossar is. He, he can't really be near crucifixes but they're not really crucifixes they're just weird crosses and there's still sil- there's a silver cross and stuff so it's kind of like hint and this is set in transylvania yeah. <laughs> it's kind of hinted that the the legend of these two beings is maybe where vampiric legend came from in a really weird way that's not really explored properly but that's probably because this movie's cut to ribbons so molasar is initially kind of like the defender of Wallachia and he's he says he's wanting to get out to kind of rid the world of Nazis apart from he he asks Ian McKellen to kill his daughter mm-hmm. right I don't know why he really wanted to ask that but I I don't know <laughs> uh-huh see uh-huh see if Ian McKellen's character had a decision no, I don't know if this was the real decision. And it was, if I kill my daughter, will you rid the world of Nazis? And Molossar 
that's the offer Molossar was giving on the table. I'm just saying, I don't know why Molossar wanted his daughter to die so much, other than she was against him. Yeah, right? that, maybe I mean, he, should, he shouldn't have said kill her. He maybe should have said subdue her. But then that led, you know, Molossar is a weird demon. He, I don't know if he's evil or just vengeful. See, I mean, he's from a different time. He's from it's a almost different like, time. It's, Look, I'm just saying it's almost like he's Old not, Testament He's vet. not your slightly racist grandma. No, he's I'm just monster. saying it's like it's like Old Testament stuff. You can't call God evil, can you? Ha, I've got you. <laughs> you can't, yeah. I know, I know. I know. But like, uh, I don't know. Apart from that, Molossar was just... He, I mean, he saved her from... It's just weird that he saved her from being raped at the beginning and then she's like, no, we can't let him... I don't know. It's because cause, cause, cause she wants Scott Glenn's dick and Scott Glenn doesn't want him to... But Scott yeah. Glenn's a weird monstery man as well. Who yeah. the fuck knows if he's not evil? <laughs> like, it's it's totally... The only reason all this happens, really, is because Eva wants into his Eva parents. is way, way too hung up on this one-day romance that she... Like, the amount that she invests herself into this relationship with Glaken is unbelievable. <laughs> um, right, this is... This is a kind of all over the place. Do you, do you have any is. final like thoughts about your personal opinions? And then we'll try and talk about the background stuff that we've already kind of talked about a bit because it's yeah. so hard not to. It's. I can see where you're coming from on your side of the, you know, this is a fascinating movie that, yeah, like, if you're really interested in production, you should watch. Don't but... ask me to give it a score because I can't. Oh, yeah. You, you'd give it a one and a ten. <laughs> yeah, I honestly don't. Yeah, it's meaningless. I honestly don't know how to score it. Yeah, watchable, but not really. Uh, <laughs> exactly, no, exactly. This is such a bizarre movie. Well, see if you're not into any of that stuff. It's a one. <laughs> see, yeah, if, oh, I. If yeah, if you if you're just looking for a good movie to watch, don't fucking watch this movie. If you've listened to this and your first thought wasn't, I need to see exactly what's going on here, like in an interesting way. It's mm-hmm. a one. Yeah. Stay far away. Yeah. Yeah. If you're annoyed by not knowing what's happening in a film during or at the end, stay very far away. Uh, if you like Ian McKellen, stay away. <laughs> um, I think yeah, you like we... any of the actors in this film, probably stay away. <laughs> I mean... Yeah, I, I, I will say, Jürgen Prochnow probably gives the best performance out of all these people. Gabriel Byrne, I will slightly forgive because he is such a, like uber nazi played by an irishman like so do you know what i mean there's only so much you can really do with that. yeah the the yeah he's he's not doing his accent but he's not doing uh, the accents in this film are weird just in general the accents in this film are all over the yeah, place like the he's not second thing i wrote was um germans sound german this was before gabriel Byrne arrived <laughs> yes romanians do not sound romanian yeah, Father Fernescu's American, right? I don't. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like some of them aren't trying, but then the foot soldiers are sounding German enough, I guess, to my ignorant ears. Yeah, that, but... that's, that was kind of what I got. Is like, yeah, yeah, they might have got a couple of the higher up the pay grade you are, the more <laughs> do what you want, mate. You want to try it? <laughs> Go for it. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, so it's it is it's just a a bizarre movie that I cannot say I enjoyed. <laughs> at any point like i'm not i'm not gonna lie this is a pretty rough 90 minutes for me um but again just like it's that kind of like staring at it 
open mouth going, what in the hell is all of this? Not just the story. Yeah, that's what I did. No, to- no exactly. And I think we, we're just, we're on ever so slightly opposite sides of that. So yeah, it's it's a fucking mess. That's my oh, last yeah. thought. <laughs> yep. So, how did it... How did it become a fucking mess? How did it Let's become a Let's start trying mess. to dissect what the hell happened to this thing. So, the original cut of the film was three and a half hours long. <laughs> Funnily enough, that was not that was not kept. So, oh god, I honestly don't know where to. So, during filming, Michael Mann didn't know what the hell he wanted to do. So, day by day, he'd be like. Hmm, we'll do this. No, let's do this. Right, let's rewrite this dialogue. Let's change this bit. Let's do this bit. Then he might say, "Well, oh, the light's quite nice here. Maybe we'll, you know, have a... <laughs> we'll have a more positive or negative scene. Depending, uh, It's actually quite a bright day. Let's have a nicer scene here or something like that. It's not... He basically approached the screenplay as... It's kind of like a rough guide for what we might do. Mm-hmm. Which, obviously... It drove the rest of the production fucking bonkers because you can't come to work and not know if you're... Are you going to be in this scene? Yeah. What are your lines? I don't know. That's kind of a dreary day. <laughs> let's take those bits of dialogue out. And it's, it's just... I don't know if he still does this now. Uh, I think he does kind of improvise a lot of his stuff, but it just did not fucking work for this at all mm-hmm. in terms of a... But then... This is why I want to see the original cut. I would watch three and a half hours of this film to know. I'm <laughs> to way know more interested in watching. <laughs> this is the weirdest part about this. I am way more interested in watching the three and a half hour movie <laughs> than watching this garbage 90 minute piece of shit. So, I mean, the, the stuff with Eva and Glaken, that's definitely cut down a lot. So maybe in the director's cut, she doesn't just immediately fall in love with him. I have no idea how she falls in love with him, particularly. She meets him. She they they gutted that out. They gutted that out, and then they obviously got well, they gutted shitloads out. The ending was totally up in the air for a long time about what he wanted to do. It depended on kind of budget and stuff, and then technical issues, visual effects supervisor wally beavers uh he'd put loads of work into this film he'd filmed hours and hours of stunt footage for the big battle at the end loads of effects and like elements of effects so they weren't finished you know so he shot little bits here shot little bits there and then he died two weeks into post-production and he didn't write anything down yeah and he didn't record anything no one knew what the fuck he was planning to do all they had was raw footage that they couldn't use (laughs) Which is fucking... I mean... <laughs> it was already... It was already a trouble production in terms of just the delays and the method of production. And then to lose this, they had to bring in other people. They had to just try and cobble together some kind of ending. It pushed back the production way back, which led to the budget ballooning. They had to get reshoots in, which led to the studio stepping in and being like, you've got to fucking just finish this shit. Give it to us and we're going to you know chuck something out basically so <laughs> i mean the the post-production was nearly twice as long as the original planned shoot yeah man was having sets rebuilt he was reshooting stuff then the producer said no and then they wouldn't pay for the like ending battle so then that's when he had to kind of assemble the non-battle that we got basically and then so it's weird that after that 
I don't know if he had the gall to turn in the three and a half hour thing with the lack of special effects and the shit ending. But then they would look, took one look and it went, no fucking way. They just gutted the hell right out of it and chucked it into it. I wonder, so getting it, obviously three and a half hours is too long anyway. I wonder if they just did 90 minutes to try and maximize the amount of screenings they could get out of it because they knew it was going to be a horrendous failure, which it was, but maybe it wouldn't have been if they hadn't gutted it in the first place, if you know what I mean. Yeah, it, so, seem, it seems like a bad, uh, a bad production that then got even worse because of studio interference. Yeah, I yeah. mean, I uh, yeah, exactly. I don't know what would have happened if Wally Beavers hadn't sadly died during post-production because then they could have got it completed a bit more in time. But then he would still, I'm sure, have turned in a huge bloated mess of a film. Oh, yeah. There's, there's no way. I d- it's so strange because they obviously cut loads, but also I, I'm thinking, could you double the length of this film and add 30 minutes and there'd still be enough material there yeah it just seems i well, have no idea well, if you remember the scene of ian McKellen taking the talisman out of the keep yeah you can see where the extra fucking two hours would come from because <laughs> my god that one scene takes about 20 minutes <laughs> um you know he had a he had um this this three hour and then they were like fuck no we'll give you two and then the 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 two hour movie did not go down well with the test audiences. Yeah. Uh, and then I like. Yeah, they just got the hell yeah, out of it. Yeah, editing to like sound mixing, like everything kind of like was interfered. Yeah, with. they they just they brutally edited it down, yeah. leading um, to I mean, yeah, it it sometimes like the whole Eva thing doesn't make sense really. The village going crazy barely makes sense because all all you get is Father Fernescu and a tiny like a really short shot of him maybe killing a dog potentially like it's hard to see so it's just there's also the issue with this film is (laughs) the issue the issue with watching this film now is there's different versions floating about yeah the one we've watched was the freeze frame ending but there's other endings where uh it's so on imdb i'm calling out this on imdb because i don't know if i believe it because it sounds so weird I'm just going to read it verbatim. A strangely edited version that appeared on Channel 39 in Houston, Texas around 1989 had a scene where Glaken is telling Eva that it has been so long that he couldn't remember what he looked like anymore. That version ended with Glaken alive at the bottom of the gorge, wounded after his battle with Molossar, crawling to the stream there and seeing his reflection. Huh. No, I mean, it's unsourced. So somebody on, this, somebody on the IMDb is claiming that this version aired in 1989 on channel 39 specifically yeah. i don't know where the fuck they would have, but they probably didn't like I, I don't know how many different versions of this film that are about i want to see that version sounds interesting so he might have given up his immortality at the end fair enough that actually i mean it sounds plausible like what he's said in terms of the plot but um but yeah yeah i mean on the wikipedia page uh, if you want to go down closer, like, you know, quote-unquote sources, it's as part of the happy ending in which Eva goes into the keep and finds Glaken was used in 1980s TV versions of the film. So, uh, okay. I mean, but that, but, might, but that, that might could have be literally sourced. been taken off. Yeah, that literally yeah, could have been taken from IMDb. Is, so yeah, I'm just saying yeah. that that is another place where it talks <laughs> about this, you yeah. know, the original happy ending and blah, blah, blah. It was cut yeah. out by yeah. uh, Paramount. Yeah. But yeah, it's just... There's other deleted scenes, backstory, obviously. Actually, actual explanation for why even Glaken fall in love, as you would expect. 
uh, a scene showing Molossar killing all those German soldiers. Does that actually exist? Yeah, Why would yeah. they not? There's that. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it does show it. Uh, oh, it doesn't show it. It was uh, filmed. Yeah. But guess why? Guess why it didn't get finished? Why? Beavers died. <laughs> you know, rumor has it his last words were tapping his head and going, "Don't worry, Michael. It's all up here." <laughs> and I mean, I mean, yeah, th- this movie does not use like Wales is a very lovely place. <laughs> as, yeah. as, as look around you, it's gorgeous. <laughs> Yeah, it's a bit. Where this is the most tenuous, tenuous link, I'd say, to where we are. Yeah, I don't... It, it, it definitely doesn't even use its its um, location well. I think it looks cool. All right, we better agree, disagree. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I don't. Well, I think uh... considering I said that the whole the, the whole thing to me looked like it was uh, on a sound, sound stage. Yeah, yeah, even yeah. The, even the outdoors. Like I'm even specifically talking about the outdoor scenes because I'm I'm, I'm was just pretty really sure that some of the indoor construction scenes... and stuff. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it doesn't. I, I feel they could have used you know the landscapes of Wales way better than we're just going to really tightly film yeah. this quarry and go to Greece. Greece was filmed in Spain. Oh, okay. So it's Greece then, right? Cool. I couldn't remember if it was a. Uh... It was. It was. Greece. It was. But it wasn't. But it wasn't. But it wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> right. Okay. Cool. 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 The writer of the novel that was based on, he wrote a short story called Cuts, in which a writer puts a voodoo curse on a director who has mangled his work. What do you think he thought about the keep <laughs> by Michael Mann? <laughs> No, right. Fuck this three-hour version. I'm reading cuts. <laughs> oh, that sounds amazing. In a 1983 interview, Michael Mann talked about the power of dreams and moving the keep story out of the horror genre of the novel and into a dream reality. He felt it was not necessary to try and explain non-natural events or causes because they are states of mind in an expressionistic dream reality which is what he was attempting to do with this film version. What? That sounds like... See, do you remember in school when you didn't really know the answer to something because you hadn't really worked that hard on it or it had gone wrong? <laughs> that sounds like what he's doing. He called it... A, yeah. He calls it called A Fairy Story for Grown-Ups. Fairy tales have the power of dreams from the outside. I have decided to stylize the art direction and photography extensively, but using realistic characterization and dialogue. Michael, oh, are you okay? What? Uh, Michael? What the fuck? It's, it's definitely one of the most bizarre bad movies I've ever seen. Uh, yeah. No, uh, I know. Well, I know. That's, why I, that's why I, I said say that. <laughs> it's probably the most troubled production, right? I mean, oh, yeah. even Waterworld had a yeah. coherent beginning middle and end that is a fu- that movie is a fucking disaster i mean uh, this is probably and I'm, again i understand the reasoning for it before you jumped out my throat but that movie is like yeah like i know a better movie a better finished product i'm not saying it's a better movie in the sense of like more enjoyable or blah 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 but it is a better finished product a more cohesive yeah yeah piece yeah I mean, people complain about like the Blade Runner theatrical cut. Yeah, no, right. Like that. I mean, this fucking thing. <laughs> this is must be the worst editing job by a producer well, the th- uh, the- releasing company that I've ever seen. 
but that's that's only on the assumption yeah. that they're uncut movies better so that, which that's, I the, don't know. that's the thing next but. time um you have someone say well you've not really seen um blade runner until you've seen the extra four minutes and the special edition you go yeah i prefer you know the the three-hour version of the keep oh you don't know it <laughs> oh you must not really be into movies then but it looks like we're never gonna get that no because well competing reasons and maybe two number one michael mann maybe doesn't want it to be released which i saw but more legally the soundtrack to tangerine dream was released in some kind of hellscape of uh, legal issues, which means that they'll never, they'll probably never ever be able to get a version of the keep with the original soundtrack. Which, I mean, I'd watch it if they did uh, scrubs to it and just released it with some shit, not quite the soundtrack, just to see. You know, I'm surprised that if it was just the soundtrack, I am surprised that they don't just do something to re-soundtrack it and shove it out there to make a little bit of money. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm just, from purely a business perspective, like, it's weird that they would just leave it. But they have, so far. Yeah. We might quite rightly be the last people to watch this movie. (laughs) What do you mean? (laughs) It's going to be lost to time. I honestly think that's also part of its charm. It's (laughs) Yeah, it's hard to find. Oh, well, yeah, it's like a lost artifact. I mean, this is... Michael Mann has released bonafide classic movies. Yeah, no one's... No, Donald no, no, no arguing that Michael Mann is all I'm, saying, all I'm saying is it's interesting that he has this blemish on his... You know, I always like that. He's got his ble- total blemish on his record. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and, every, every, and, it's so, and, it's being, and it's being buried, you know? Everyone should have a blemish on their record. Uh... <laughs> Are you trying to think of one? <laughs> Quick, let's think of one. Shit. Ah, uh, yeah. Oh, June. Oh God, yeah, that's the yeah. best one. There yeah, you, go. you win. <laughs> you win. So we, you've heard what um, we think of the movie, Donald. Do you want to hear what other people think of the movie? I do, and I want to tell you one. Oh, <gasps> I'll give you one first, and then you can give me one because this one is very much okay. up your alley. The t- that this this one is on IMDb. From Tex Justice, which Tex like Texan or uh, Tex like te- 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 uh-huh. like Tex Tex, uh. yeah Tex, yeah Tex, yeah 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 Tex Justice. I hope that's his real name. <laughs> uh, under the title DVD format, I saw this movie many years ago, and I really enjoyed it. So I have just one question: Why is this most excellent movie not on DVD? <laughs> I have searched for it, and I can't find it on DVD anywhere. Most excellent. Is that not from Bill and Ted? Yeah, Yeah, it really is. If there is any way that you can make this movie into DVD format, I, for one, would appreciate it. Don't know who the fuck he's talking to Yeah, who is he asking? (laughs) The plot and storyline were very original for that time period, and the action and special effects were top-notch. Lots of vampire movies have been made before this, but none can top this movie. Wow. I usually don't like World War II movies, but this movie was very enjoyable. Scott Glenn is all and <laughs> Scott Glenn is also an excellent choice for the hero of this movie. He's really developed as an actor over the years. Is this and Scott I've Glenn's seen, alternate account or something? And I've seen most, if not all, of his movies. Bring this movie to DVD and make us all happy. Hear, hear. 
<laughs> ten stars. Vamp- it's ten out barely, ten. Yeah, obviously. Barely a vampire story. Yeah, it's I know. Blink- I, like, I, blink and you miss it, vampires. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Until you said it was a like vampire, the only vampireness is just his reflection. Yeah, yeah, Like, that yeah, is the only yeah. thing that I... Re- well, yeah. that and it's set in Romania. I'll give you mine. Okay, but I'm just... It's just a synopsis because the actual review was quite long. I didn't want to read it. Okay, that's fair. Okay. Adam Smith of Empire Magazine. Okay. Uh, this wasn't contemporaneous, obviously. I think this maybe was 20 years ago. The keep wears its crap bits proudly on its sleeve. Its qualities are more hidden and emerge only once you've watched it, dismissed it, and then found that its atmosphere refuses to disperse. Five stars. What? <laughs> <laughs> Back of the net. Yeah, five-star review from Empire. Right? Empire? And this isn't even a fucking Marvel movie because they always give them an extra star. Yeah. And bloody... Oh, is, is, this, uh, is this 1983 Ian McKellen production not a Marvel movie? <laughs> <laughs> well, Shane Jay on uh, Rotten Tomatoes says, most of the time I had no idea what was going on. <laughs> Two and a half stars. <laughs> Chris B gave it five stars saying, you need to watch this movie. It yeah, has... It has music, special oh, effects, oh, and no. acting that you don't want to miss. Such a haunting, atmospheric movie. Incredible that people write it off. Most likely to its age. Oh, Christ. What other films came out in 1983 that I bet people do not write off? To oh, my age? God. <laughs> Return of the Jedi? <laughs> yeah, Scarface was 83. That film that everyone's totally written off and has forgotten about. Yeah, and Return of the Jedi. <laughs> Lady B says, this movie has deep, deep flaws. Yeah. But mostly they are flaws of the 80s. (laughs) What? (laughs) Cocaine everywhere. (laughs) I mean, maybe. (laughs) Our legal team would like to point out that that was said in jest. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dear. So, what else would you watch? Well, you like Collateral. I really like Manhunter, which is Michael Mann's... Uh, I think it's his next film after this, actually. Yes, so, in- yeah, it was. interestingly, this film led to the creation of Miami Vice, because he retreated TV after that and made Miami Vice, made all the fucking money, and everyone was like, actually, you know what? We'll give you another chance. Here, have Manhunter. Yeah. Uh, well, that's... Nah. Probably not fair. I mean, I'm sure he... I think he, he co-write... I don't know. See, he's like writer, director oftentimes producer but sometimes it's a co-writer and i wonder if the writing credits are that whole method where he kind of changes things on the fly on the day and stuff so it's hard to know exactly yeah. how much of that kind of stuff he does but manhunter is controversially i think it's my favorite hannibal lecter movie even though it's got brian cox homegrown hero brian cox yeah homegrown. hannibal lecter and uh william peterson of C- uh, csi yeah not seen it so all i know william peterson from is this film <laughs> That's so weird. <laughs> and Tom New- Noonan as uh, the creepy serial killer. And Stephen Stephen Lang. It's got a fuck it, the the. It's got a great cast. The, it's a, it's a really good. It's a great film. Yeah, uh, yeah. And it's of its time, but in a fun way where you watch it now. And the scene with uh, Inagara Devita playing in the background is probably one of my favorite scenes in film. I love that. I love that scene. So. I'd say definitely watch Manhunter for... I mean, he's got loads of good films, though. <laughs> he really does. Just not this one. 
Yeah. Don't watch uh, Miami yeah. Vice either. I don't think that one looks good. <laughs> no. Um, I mean, the, the Insider, you know, nominated for Best Picture, Best yeah. Director, and Best yeah. Screenplay at the yeah. Oscars. Like, you know, um, I mean, for me, Collateral is, is my favorite Michael yeah. Mann movie. Um, he, he's and, really... Heat's really good. Heat's excellent. I don't know if you've yeah. seen Heat, but you I've should. not. But I've heard like it's one of like yeah. one of the pinnacle like you oh, know, crime movies. Yeah, it's fantastic. See, he did this film was strange for him because he yeah, never that's what I was revisited this. Yeah, no, none of the none of these other movies come close to the like style or genre yeah. or anything near this. Um, and you know, it is it was his first major major film he'd been nominated for the pandor for his previous movie thief and then this was kind of i think his you know his big break yeah and then and he, he was like whiffed completely <laughs> yeah but i mean it's a bit it is a clash of subject and director because i mean all his classic films are crime films yeah. they're all really fucking good so yeah and i'm sure you can um like improvise scenes and dialogue for crime films especially i mean especially if you've got a hand in actually writing the story which this is obviously based on the book so i think his methods and his maybe his personal style just fucking did not work for this and another reason plus another all the plus all the <laughs> plus all the other bad stuff that happened yeah. yeah um i can i can imagine that after this movie michael mann went to tv and kind of refined his method um because tv is obviously shot very differently i mean he he created mammy vice right mm-hmm. so i don't know he might have directed an episode or two like you see sorry mate he never directed any episodes and he only wrote one of them ah well there you go he just Damn created it, it. <laughs> creator and executive producer yeah uh, well, it's enough. about uh two guys uh in Miami <laughs> and uh the drugs in a boat right bye roll up their suit sleeves see ya right it's time it It is time time to cross the border to move on yeah we're heading to our old frenemy to the south yeah (laughs) our old rivalry to the south let's call it friendly rivalry friendly rivalry our old frenemy to south england i have no idea what we're gonna watch there because there's a lot there is a lot of film yeah there is a lot we are gonna have the the pick of the litter when it comes to films horror films sounds like a good plan maybe we'll become best friends and we'll end the friendly rivalry and we'll just be friends that would be nice wouldn't it <laughs> I did not know what you were going to say to that at all <laughs> fuck him <laughs> freedom <laughs> well Donald I think it's time you start the engine we get the hell out of Wales right okay we'll do my best Scott then Let's get the hell out of here. My name's Glicken Trismegistus. Okay. <laughs> Are you? And I'm Eva. Where's Molossar? See you next time. <laughs> <laughs> there he is. Bye. Bye. Bye.